Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Brains believe lies, lying liars and the lies they lie. <laughs> I love this. Here's a, here's a quick example for you. And, and then I'll get into actual science people who know what they're talking about. Have you ever learned the wrong pronunciation for a word? Whether you made an assumption, you saw it in print, or a friend told you it was pronounced this way, or, or whatever, and... and how hard it is to talk you off of that pronunciation for for months years the rest of your life you feel weird saying it the correct way because you learned it another way first i know i i feel that way about there are a handful of words that i learned wrong somehow or other but um so really interesting stuff uh why do our brains believe lies and then they go into the election cycle misinformation conspiracy theories blah 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 why do we believe the lies blame your brain Stupid brain. Many of the decisions we make as individuals in a society depend on accurate information, but there are a bunch of psychological biases and predispositions that make us vulnerable to falsehoods. As a result, misinformation is more likely to believe, uh, be believed, remembered, and later recalled, even after we learn it's false. 
And what's scary is that those who profit from getting us to do one thing or another, or vote one thing or another, they've, they've figured out a lot about the, the science on this stuff. Or it was known uh, instinctively. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the great liars of all time, uh, Hitler's propaganda minister, Goering. Nope, no ding, Michael. Specific historical citation. Well, go ahead if you want. Um, <laughs> says Nathan so, Walter. So satisfying. Professor of communication studies at Northwestern who studies the misinformation on every level. I think that misinformation has the upper hand. And that's partly because of the way our cognition is built and how misinformation exploits it. We use mental shortcuts. They're known as heuristics to make a lot of judgments, which are good. It saves us time. But our cognitive tendencies make us susceptible to misinformation if we're not careful. Says uh, Stephen Lewandowski, a cognitive psychologist at the University of Bristol who specializes in this stuff, quote, by default, people will believe anything they see or hear. And in our day-to-day lives, that makes a lot of sense because most things we're exposed to are true. You need to think about it, not from a looking at the Internet and reading the newspaper point of view, but the entirety of your life. Ah, so I now finally understand it. It makes sense. It makes perfectly good sense. You're surrounded by reality. We're designed to take that in and and acknowledge, okay, this is what happens when this happens. This is this. This is that. The sun is shining. That is my wife next to me. I am in bed. I live in a house. Look, I have a big black dog in the case of my life. All of these things are indisputably true. The vast majority of things I see and hear every day are true. Or sometimes dogs bite bite you. Sometimes people pretend to be nice to you, then steal from you. All kinds of different things that you learn and take in is, okay, this is a true thing. I need to move forward with this information. Wow, that's fascinating. At the same time, the more we see something repeated, the more likely we are to believe it is true. The illusory truth effect, they call it, arises because we use familiarity and ease of understanding as a shorthand for truth. The more something is repeated, the more familiar and fluent it feels, whether it's misinformation or fact. Getting back to Goering. Salespeople know this. You just say it over and over, and pretty soon it's in your brain is true. Yeah. Yeah. Says uh, a psych professor at Purdue, quote, there is only typically one true version of a claim and an infinite number of ways you could falsify it, right? So if you hear something over and over again, probabilistically, it's going to be the true thing. What what she's saying is you take something like, um, I don't know, what, what would be a good example? Uh, if you drop something, it falls because of gravity. You could, if if people are going to start lying about what happens if you drop something, they'll come up with all sorts of different lies. You know, if you challenge people, you know, come up with the, uh, no, when you drop something, you go sideways, it goes up, it, it disappears, whatever. You'll hear dozens and dozens of different weird lies, but you'll hear, no, of course it drops to the ground. By far the most, the vast majority of the time. And so what's more common seems more true. Which is why Goering was ahead of his time, God help us, um, in saying, in observing, you repeat a lie and often enough it becomes the truth. He understood this even if he wasn't, you know, privy to the science of it. How do you, how po- do you suppose great salespeople or BS artists or whatever you want to call it figured this out without the science? 
throughout history. Just personal observation, I guess. That's interesting. They were insightful. Sometimes evil people are insightful, unfortunately. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But these shortcuts do not work so well in our current political environment and social media, which can repeat and amplify falsehoods. One study found that even a single exposure to a fake headline made it seem truer. And politicians often repeat lies and seem to be aware of the power of the illusory truth effect. Gas prices have dropped since I got into office. Better had a kef care, for instance. Uh, we're also more susceptible to misinformation that fits into our worldviews or social identities. We uh. all sense that, right? Uh, and we can fall into confirmation bias, which is the tendency to look for and favor information fitting what we already believe. Yeah, that's the, it's easy to believe a lie. Or So if you've got the repeated enough and your brain is going to start to believe it no matter what, then if it's something you want to be true, mm. like I think this is my dream boat guy or girl. Oh, um, boy, what an example. Yeah, Oof. exactly. Exactly. You got to give everybody a minute to recover from that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's even it's even uh, it's even more likely you're going to believe it. But once it gets stuck up there, something that's not true. What then? Oh, I don't have good news. Uh, once we've heard misinformation, <laughs> it's hard to uproot it, even if we want the truth. If you honestly are a truth seeker, it's still hard. Multiple studies have found that misinformation can still influence our thinking, even if we receive a correction and believe it to be true. A phenomenon known as the continued influence effect. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was called. I've read about this a few times in the recent years, and that is, you're right, this is maybe the most troubling part of it. Once yeah. your brain latches on to this is a fact, it's so hard to dislodge it. They've done yeah. all kinds of experiments where they tell, you know, a group of college kids in a room something that's just flat out wrong multiple days in a row. Then they come back and tell you that thing we told you about dogs being uh, the typical dog has two legs is not true. And 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 then they check back in in a month and like two thirds of the class still believes the original lie, even when they're told that was all bunk. What we told you, you can't yeah. get it out of your head at that point. Yeah. Isn't that scary? Yes. Yes. It's very scary. Yeah, one of the biggest barriers to correcting misinformation is the fact that hearing the truth does not delete the falsehood. Instead, the falsehood and its correction coexist and compete to be remembered. Brain imaging studies conducted by Dr. Lewandowski, who we mentioned earlier, and his colleagues found evidence that our brains store both the original piece of misinformation as well as its correction. And, quote, it seems to be cognitively almost impossible to listen to something, understand it, and at the same time not believe it. That's amazing. Dismissing misinformation requires a whole extra cognitive step of tagging it as false in our memory. But by that time, in a sense, it's too late because it's already in your memory. Over time, our memory of the fact check may fade, leaving us only with the misinformation. Back to the two-legged dogs running around in terrifying fashion, probably wearing human clothing <laughs> and speaking. Might as well put pants on them at that point. <laughs> why, why stare at their genitals if they can wear pants? There is evidence, quote, we're running up against the basic limitations of human memory when we're giving people corrective information. Finally, correcting misinformation is even more challenging if it's embedded into our identity or system of belief. People build mental models of the world to make sense of unfolding situations, and it's, quote, very difficult to rip out a plank of this edifice without the whole thing collapsing. If it's an important component of your mental model, it's cognitively very difficult to just yank it out and say it's false. So 
like we have been around people in the corporate world who say things that are untrue regularly or exaggerations certainly you know like over and over again and then and then we've seen him stick the story sticks and people mm-hmm. start to repeat it so that's just that's just an example of this it's people that just intuitively knew this get your spin or lie depending on how far you go get it out there early and often and it'll be in people's heads even if they're even if they're faced with contrary information Right. It'll hang there in your mental closet next to the truth, and the two can compete through time, and you might well win. That's wild. I have not done that. I just, it's not really my personality, but it would seem there's science that shows it's very effective. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's talk about things that people are interested in. in, And I'm quoting, you know, just when uh, you decide Twitter is is irredeemable and evil, uh, something really good comes along. And this is uh, a Twitter thread from a fellow who's a writer um, with the curious name of Eddie Zipperer. I don't know if that's his real name or some sort of, I don't know, stage name. Anyway, interesting number from the new Harvard-Harris poll. The police, not the band, Roxanne, no, uh, law enforcement officers, are one of the most popular U.S. institutions. The cops, with a net favorability 19 points higher than the CDC. Cops are more popular, more respected, more liked than the CDC. 
by a significant margin. You wouldn't get that from corporate media. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that's really kind of the sub-theme here is how distorted a view of life and America and politics do we get from the, the corporate media? As I've said more than once, it's amazing Republicans ever win an election. So the cops, your local cops, have a 19-point higher favorability net than the CDC, 24 points higher than the FBI, 33 points higher than the DOJ, and Portland, this one's for you, 83 points higher than Antifa. 83. And he writes, that explains why Democrats are now out there pretending they supported the police all along. But, you know, that's politics. What was that great saying you, uh, you you quoted? Tell me where the people are heading, and I shall get in front of them, for I am their leader. Right. Um, that's what they're doing, but that's politics, and I get that. It's that they're not doing that in terms of the most important issues that it, that befuddles me. And here's what I'm talking about. According to the Harvard-Harris poll, Probably not Kamala Harris. It's probably somebody named Harris who has two brain cells to rub together. That you know what? Whoa. That was cruel. Wow. That, that was, was out of nowhere. That was too much. That was too much. Come on now. I apologize for that. That was I just distanced cruelty. myself from that. It was viciousness. Hmm. And I'm a better man than that, or at least I'd like to be. <laughs> I apologize. Where was I? Okay. According to the Harvard Harris poll, I think it's Franco Harris. Anyway, most important issues facing the country are inflation, the economy which are more or less the same thing, and immigration. 37% cited inflation, 29 economy, 23% immigration. Top three issues facing the country, inflation, economy, immigration. They asked the voters, what issues do you think the GOP is focused on, the Republicans? Immigration, inflation, and the economy. Hmm. It's not in the same order, but it's three for three. Voters, what issues do you perceive the Democrats are focused on? January 6th, women's rights, meaning abortion, and climate change. Wow. January 6th, abortion and climate change. Over three. You know, I'd, another thing that befuddles me is why uh, the polls are as close as they are. That could well, just be the nature of polling um, in terms of uh, you know specific races. That is a different way to look at this whole thing is... Um, even if the Republicans <clears throat> do uh, take the House and the Senate in yeah. a couple of weeks, uh, why aren't they just running away with this thing? I know. In some cases, it's bad candidates. and some cases, it's much more about local issues and perceptions. But uh, going on with this Twitter thread, voters say Dems are most focused on January 6th, which ranked as the 19th most important issue facing the country. Then women's rights or abortion would rank fifth. Then climate would rank eighth. Meanwhile, the three issues people see Republicans as most focused on rank one, two, and three. On all three of the top issues facing the country, people said they were more likely to vote for Republicans on those issues. So not only do they perceive Republicans are emphasizing them, but they perceive Republicans as being better to deal with them. Inflation is GOP plus 12. Crime, GOP plus 12. Immigration, GOP plus 11. If we go down the list to to issues the Dems are focused on, we find that even on the issues they're focused on, they don't have big leads on those issues. Getting back to January 6th, they're only plus two on that issue. On abortion, they're only plus three. And on climate, they're plus five, which is, you know, small but significant. But not nearly like the 12, 12, and 11. 
Oh, my God, he writes. Here's a number that should wake up some Democrats. 64% say that rising crime is the, quote, the fault of woke politicians. 64%. Two-thirds of Americans. Do you know why they think that? Because that's the case. Yes. Yes. It might not be the entire case, but it's most of it. And even more shocking, perhaps, a majority of Democrats, 52%, say rising crime is, quote, the fault of woke politicians. Everybody thinks that, except for less than half of Democrats. Getting back to the funhouse mirror of corporate media. Oh, no, 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 no. It's poverty. It's income inequality. It's systemic racism. It's uh, the pandemic. It's uh, leprechauns and unicorns. It's anything but woke politics. <laughs> wow. The Republicans want to close the border to illegal crossings, increase incarceration of criminals, and reduce government spending. Does this appeal to you? 60% said yes. 60%. 45% of Democrats said it appealed to them. Wow. Closing the border, increase incarceration of criminals, and reduce government spending. of uh, Republicans say that Biden's election in 2020 was illegitimate. A little more than a third. But 32% of Democrats say Trump's election in 2016 was illegitimate. It's almost the same. Wow. And again, you would never, ever, ever think that based on corporate media, which is the media most Americans take in. Sure, of course. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, he is 
Armstrong and Getty. Who I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base? Oh, no, no, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? That's what I'm trying to find out. Well, don't change the players. I'm not changing nobody. Take it easy. What's the guy's name on first base? What's the guy's name on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking about him. How did I get on third base? You mentioned his name. If I mention a third baseman's name, who did I say is playing third? No, who's playing first? Stay off the first, will you? The great, legendary Abbott and Costello, the who's on first bit, one of the greatest pieces of comedy in the history of humankind. And why are we listening to that? Well, who's not on first, Jack? Hugh's on first. I'll explain in a moment or two as the pronoun madness continues, the idiotic transmania that is sweeping the country. Uh, Speaking of which, a couple of stories which we could touch on briefly before we get to the main event. Here's this incredibly, this is a $60,000 a year private school for little kids in Manhattan. They're non-binary something or other uh, librarian is tweeting, burn white straight male librarianship to the ground. Whatever the hell that means. And has it been suspended? Half the parents are saying, we got somebody threatening to burn the library to the ground? What's this lunatic talking about? The other half of the parents saying, this is hate to suspend this person. They're transgender. Let them work. So anyway, we'll let all you crazy rich people work that out. But oh, this sixty k uh, a year to send your kid to first grade. Oh, I almost, uh, I almost left out some of this uh, person's quote. Uh, how can I feel comfortable sending my white nine-year-old son into a library or classroom? What if this person wants? To, what if my son wants to be a librarian? How safe and nurtured are my kids going to be by this person? If a student posted they want to burn down or shoot up a library, they'd be expelled. In addition, she's claiming the gender is fake, and she tweeted she wants to keep students from Ivy League colleges. Are parents aware this is what they're paying almost $60,000 a year for? But again, the woke parents are defending this person uh, avidly. Then you got a woman in uh, Australia who is suing a psychiatrist for approving gender transition after one meeting. The laws in Australia say, essentially, there has to be extensive therapy and examinations by certified psychiatrists before you can approve of body-altering drugs and surgery. Well, this one person met for 15 minutes and said, no, you're good. Go ahead and get carved up. That's fine. They had a couple more brief perfunctory meetings. Then this uh, woman was swept along the uh, conveyor belt of activism and then realized they'd made a terrible, terrible mistake and is suing everybody involved for violating the law. Let's hope that that suit is successful. There's a column here in the Washington Post, advice column, where a mom and dad troubled over their 16-year-old daughter uh, said, we don't know what to do. And the Washington Post advice columnist said, listen to her. She's transgender. Help her along her journey. Don't question. Don't counsel. Just go along with it. They were lectured by the Washington Post. One more example before we get to the Hughes on first thing. This is, uh, whoops, wrong one. Clickety click. Illinois run by J.B. Pritzker, whose family is like the number one transgender activist family on Earth. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars promoting queer theory and financing gender transition surgery centers and hormone centers, including for little children. 
The guy's the governor, J.B. Pritzker, and he just signed the Keeping Youth Safe and Healthy Act into law, making Illinois the first state in the U.S. to formally formally pass legislation codifying new sexual education standards. What are these sexual education standards, you're wondering? Where, uh, well, by the end of fifth grade, in addition to the usual stuff, Illinois students should be able to, quote, describe the role hormones play in the physical, social, cognitive, and emotional changes during adolescence and the potential role of hormone blockers on young people who identify as transgender. And again, by the end of fifth grade, when they're like 11 years old, students should be able to, quote, distinguish between sex assigned at birth and gender identity and explain how they may or may not differ, as well as define and explain differences between cisgender, transgender, gender non-binary, gender expansive, and gender identity, and understand that gender expression and gender identity exist along a spectrum. You're required by law to teach kids by the time they're 11 years old that all that stuff is gospel. Wow. State of Illinois. I I just can't even picture. By age 11. I cannot even picture sending my kids to school in in Illinois. Yeah. And then uh, you went to school in Illinois. I did. And uh, we didn't learn any of that. And I don't hate anybody or hurt anybody or discriminate against anybody because you don't need to know anything about that at age 11. While 75 percent of students graduate not being able to do math. That's nearly half. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well played. So uh, I like this uh, a piece by Stella Morabito in The Federalist. Pronoun police are playing an unfunny game of Hughes on first. Um, do we have the, uh, the TikTok handy there, Michael? Go ahead. So another one I wanted to do was Hugh. It's Hugh Hughes Hume. And it kind of is short for human, um, which I really like because I, I just identify as a human. I don't really have a gender identity right now. Um, but it would sound something like this. Hugh would really like a vanilla cone. I'll get it to Hume. Thank you. So it looks like who, H-U, but it's Hugh. Hugh, Hume, Hume. Anyway, uh, that's one of the new hot ones. It has not escaped my notice, by the way, that the vast, vast majority of the people in these TikTok videos or the activists or whatever are adolescent white girls. Yeah. I think there's real significance to that. And it has to do with the whole, you know, online, which if you're an adult, if you're an old grown-up, you don't understand this. Online for adolescent girls, the pressure is tre- tremendous to to conform and be a good person. And if you're a white cisgender person, you are a bad person by definition. You're the oppressor. And these poor girls are desperate to be something special. And they are told over and over again that, well, one way you can be special and not bad anymore is if you're queer, if you're transgender, if you're uh, you know non-binary, whatever. And these poor, confused adolescent girls in these times of, of social media and the pandemic and the rest of it, they're desperate to grasp onto something, anything. And they grasp onto this stuff, and it is a craze. It's like the Salem witch hunt, except it's, you know, has to do with gender. Uh, but I like this piece in The Federalist because uh, this gal writing it points out <clears throat> that the enforced ritual of declaring pronouns disrupts communication by undermining the purpose of pronouns as function words that give structure to language. 
Um, and they mention, uh, she mentions the who's on first routine. Too many people, too few people seem to even know what a pronoun is. Uh, especially true of those who demand we constantly shift our mental gears to keep track of preferred pronouns. Uh, the uh, seventh new collegiate Webster's Dictionary defines pronoun. It's a solid definition. And he, as an aside, they mention that the new edition of Webster's starts to play with pronouns. Uh, refers to, uh, they mention that uh, uh, pronouns can be adaptable depending on people's identities. So anyway, but to go back to the old edition, uh, pronouns are the parts of speech we use to refer to persons or things named, asked for, or understood in context. In context. So you don't have to keep saying Jack over and over and over again. You use he, him, the rest of it. Um, and, and the point of this article, which uh, we're getting a little long and ought to take a break, is that it's become so confusing and so contrived and so impossible in a world where there are like 13 different options for he or him, depending on who you're talking about, you would have to memorize dozens and dozens of permutations of pronouns to just engage in normal speech, depending on people's uh, preferences. Because one of the other rules is that if I say, like, clown and clown self are are my pronouns, or God was that other poor lunatic, this poor confused adolescent the other day, or the, where's that list? Uh, I, per, she, they, G, V, A, Q, Z, Zer, I, M, Fay, Fair, uh, and there's a bunch more. If everybody has to memorize every one of those, there are no pronouns anymore. You're just using their name, but it's a different name. Well, that'd be fine. That would, that would be tough if it were just general usage, but everybody has their own specifics. You have to remember which one applies to which person, which, like I said last week, I'd like to hear these people sit around and talk. I mean, how do they do it? How do they even keep track amongst their friends? Right, right. I, I I think they might be willing to put in the work just because it's the badge of enlightenment. But again, the idea that every single person you know has a palette of 50 pronouns to choose from, and you have to memorize which ones they use. And I mean, I just read this and I can't remember. It's Hugh, Hugh, Hugh what is it? I got to look. It's like Hugh, 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 um, for this, it's an impossibility. Pronouns don't exist anymore if we do that. I seriously believe it's a craze and it will pass, but God, don't let your kids get indoctrinated in this stuff if you can possibly avoid it. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. What a personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, The state I grew up in, Illinois, as I prefer to pronounce it, is heading straight down the progressive sewer. It's unbelievable. The great state of Illinois, and I have great affection for Illinois, uh, it is very much like uh, New York or California. In that, or, or heck, Oregon and Washington. Sorry to leave you all out of it. It is vast swaths of really lovely people with very sane politics, but then a couple of super concentrated population centers that are deep, deep blue. And so this giant state is a way left state. And the poor people of eastern Washington, 95% of Oregon, giant tracts of California, have to follow the dictates of the way lefties in the cities. And it's just damned unfortunate. Uh, anyway, listen to this, would you? An Illinois t- law taking effect uh, will release those charged with a variety of crimes that they're calling non-detainable offenses. This, the act is called the Safe T Act. Safe dash the letter T. And these, these laws always have incredibly Orwellian names. Listen to this list. The so-called Safety Act would end cash bail and includes 12 non-detainable offenses, including second-degree murder, aggravated battery, and arson without bail, as well as drug-induced homicide, kidnapping, burglary, robbery, Intimidation, aggravated DUI, aggravated fleeing and eluding, drug offenses, and threatening a public official. All of those crimes will become non-detainable offenses after the act takes place in the new year, meaning criminals will be charged with and released for these crimes without bail. The Will County State's Attorney... And Will County, for what it's worth, is the second largest county in the Chicago metro uh, area after Cook County itself, which is Chicago. Uh, the Will County State's Attorney, James Glasgow, said this will be the end of days. This bill will destroy the city and the state of Illinois. I don't even understand how people who support it can't realize that. And it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my it's going to go into God. effect January 1st. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. I can't believe how crazy this ideology is. I know it. To think that that that's the answer to equity or equality in America. Uh, what do you have any idea? And I'm sure it varies from 
you know, precinct to precinct or county to county or however you look at it, how many people who are charged with a crime like that end up being convicted of it? Is it the vast majority? Do you have any Mm -hmm. idea? It's got to be the vast majority, right? Yeah, well, charged, but then there's a lot that plea bargain away. Sure, sure. Um, to some lesser offense, and the number that go to trial is probably a pretty but high. But you would only plea, rate. you would only plea bargain away if you thought you were going to be found guilty, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose that's mostly true. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it varies place to place. But um, I just, I just, I just wonder. And I, you know, I'm I'm pro innocent till proven guilty and all that sort of stuff, definitely. But um. Statistically, you're going to have a lot of people who did whatever crime that was. I got to believe it's the majority. If anybody knows, hit me with that stat. If you know where, you know, you were a cop or a prosecutor or whatever, text line 415-295-KFTC. But so I got to believe the vast majority of the people that get arrested for all those crimes you just mentioned are guilty and are going to be out immediately. And may have done it many times before they got elected. Right. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, arrested. Oh, that's horrifying. You know, you've you've heard the various guesstimates of how many times you have to commit offense before you get arrested for it, how many times you have to get arrested before you're actually charged, and, and then, you know, how often people get convicted. Uh, I was just, I had a discussion with a couple of really, really smart guys. They're, they're political, but they're reasonable guys. And we could not escape the notion that we don't have too many prisons. We have too few prisons. Sure. Any DA will tell you, oh, my God, I don't have room to put nearly the number of people who commit serious crimes. We have to let really bad people go just because we got nowhere to put them. God dang it. That's horrifying. And how many of these high-profile stories need to occur where somebody is killed or that woman that was abducted the other day, and the background is, oh, yeah, they've done this sort of thing before, and they got out early. Yeah. Or didn't that go at all? Well, how many times know, this got to happen? Unless you're just a crazy ideologue. What's so sad and and scary and just sickening about this Illinois thing is the results of this are as predictable as if, you know, you announce you're going to go tell the big guy in the bar he's a P-word and squeeze his wife's boob. I mean, what's going to happen is, is utterly predictable. That is so unlike me. Well, right, exactly. I would advise you against it, but there will be many, many innocent people hurt by predators. Who get turned loose? We've seen it over and over again, just in recent weeks, and and those tragedies will sadden and sicken people, and those laws will be changed. But we have to accumulate that stadium full of victims before we do what obviously must be done. Like I said, it's just sickening to to know in advance what's going to happen, but we have to watch it happen so that your deep blue areas come to their senses. It's like uh, Portland, Portland. The things you do to allow crime to explode are practically effortless. The things you do to get it back under control again are incredibly difficult and expensive, and they take a very, very long time. I mean, it's like, you know, as a homeowner, it's like letting water into your house. Oh, honey, I know the roof's leaking, but you know what? Let's go on vacation. We'll deal with it when we come home again. No, no, you don't. That's not the way you run a city. Takes forever to undo the damage you've done. So, again, you know, I don't mean to be all gloom and doom, but my home state has just lost its mind. I could walk up to the big guy and say something I shouldn't say, a drunk, 
That that wouldn't be out of the question. But there's no way I'd be grabbing his wife's boob. I, that just would not happen. No, you are gentlemanly to a fault. And I apologize for <laughs> even not, would not tossing out that, that fanciful metaphor of mine. <laughs> I'm ashamed and chagrined I retract it. Yeah, you know, my 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 kids are definitely growing up with the 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 view of human nature that there are just a certain percentage of people that are willing to hurt you and take your stuff mm-hmm. unless you, somebody stops them because of income inequality and uh, systemic racism. But like I was going to say, and I never throw in the caveats uh, because you don't need any. There's always been a certain percentage of people who are willing to hurt you and take your stuff. There just is, and always but, has been. But I suppose there's a chunk of people that are growing up with the view that. I guess that people only do that because they're been cheated by the system. Yeah, and when they and the people they love are victimized, uh, they will change their minds. Again, it's as inevitable as the sunrise. It's just painful to have to watch it again. Yeah, it's really frustrating. These just these societal ebbs and flows veering from guardrail to guardrail. Once you get to a certain age and you've seen the cycle repeat a couple of times, it's like, how can you people be so stupid as not to have learned from history? And I don't mean like 1743 history. I'm talking about like 1992. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.